Welcome back to another Edge God In podcast. Thank you for pushing that pause button today to Edge God In to your mind, your will, and those squirrely emotions. Our mission statement at Edge God In is to champion your human potential through Christ, with Christ, in Christ. And today I have a guest speaker, which I do occasionally. We're going to be having a conversation around resilience. So perhaps that word resonates with you. How do we get resilience in the midst of the storms of life? We're going to be taking a little deeper dive into the chapter 27 of the book of Acts. When Paul found himself in a situation that he kind of saw coming, and he warned the people before they even got in the boat, but they ended up facing a huge shipwreck. And they ended up working their way through a tremendous nor'easterly. I grew up in Long Island, and those nor'easterly would come in and literally wash out the road, and we'd be stuck on our peninsula where we lived on Long Island for many days, uh, unable to get out. So those nor'easterlies can be pretty pretty rough. And Paul found himself smack in the middle of this violent storm where they didn't see the sun, they didn't see the stars for many days. And as he says, the tempest raged. So perhaps you find yourself today in a situation where the tempest is raging, where you feel that you can't see the light of day, and you're feeling abandoned. And this is this is the group that, that Paul was working with. And interestingly enough, in the book of Acts, Paul was experiencing some fear as well. He was human. And so what is your main emotion today that when you look around your life and you just kind of do a place of observation off the stage, were you feeling lost or taken by the waves or hijacked, as I often say, by the storm? We're going to take a little deeper dive into that. And Iota Gordon has an incredible story that we're going to learn from, from her testimony as well, and God's faithfulness in the eye of the storm, and how to create that resilience, right, on the front lines of life when God calls us to stand in his army uh, for his glory, which he's calling us today, my friends, to stand on the front lines and to be attentive. You can visit us at edgegodin.com and download the one sheet to capture your learnings. But as with all of these podcasts, think of one to three things. In fact, pause this, this replay of the podcast and simply just invite the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, ask the Holy Spirit to show you what's for you today. There's something here for you. There's no accident that you're tuning into today's podcast. So ask the Lord to help you to pause and camp on what the message is for you today that he desires to use to draw him closer to you. That's always his desire. Just draw closer to him and his love for you. Holy Spirit, we invite you in. Guide the words of our mouth, the meditations of our heart today, so that we can make you recognizable. Give us the grace, we pray, to be attentive, so that you can empower us and move us within to be able to discern and manage our emotions and behaviors in a way that honors you by loving others well. And give us the grace, too, to not be so concerned about the future, because you're one step ahead of us, and you're there already. So help us to stay present in the moment. And as Paul followed your directives in the midst of that storm before the shipwreck, we pray that we would hear your voice behind us saying, this is the way, walk in it. Give us that directive today. 
that we're seeking so that we can take that next step forward and help us to do everything in excellence and patience while we wait for your mighty hand to work. Jesus, we trust in you. You take care of everything. And if you need our help, we're ready to go. So call us in. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Nyota Gordon is here with me today, and I met her actually at the ranch. Perhaps you've heard me speak about the ranch before. I call it the ranch. That's where I accepted Christ back in 1984 on my knees at the ranch in Colorado, Lost Valley Ranch. And as God would have it, we sat next to each other and shared a meal together, and I started to listen to her story and her testimony and was truly taken um, by her journey with the Lord. She is an army retiree of 22 years of active duty. Now she's a resilience coach. So she's using her life experience and she's, she's uh, flipping it to be able to empower other people that are going through difficult times and needing that resilience, that human resilience. Um, her website is transition. 365.com, transition365.com. Nyota, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Very excited to have you. Thank you so much, Lauren, for having me. You have no excite, no, no idea how excited I am. Um, <laughs> I've just been so excited to be able to, you know, talk with you again and, you know, share God between us. And um, and like you said, nothing is by accident. And I'm I'm just mm -hmm. so fortunate to to be able to cross paths with you. And thank you for sharing your community with me. I don't take that lightly. Mm, mm. Well, very grateful to have you. So let, let's start in with a little context of the scriptures, because the word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword, mm. as we know, right? And so here we have Paul in, in the, the 27th chapter of Acts, and he's in this violent storm, and particularly verse 21 through 26. It says, since they had been without food for a very long time, Paul then stood up among them and said, men, you should have listened to me because <laughs> he had warned them and not have said self or Crete and thereby thereby avoided this damage and loss. So perhaps you've had a directive from God and you chose to go in another way. Not the first time that's happened. I can experience that. And I'm sure you can experience that Nyota, where it's, it's the Jonah situation. I want you to go this way. No, I'm going this way. And then you experience damage and loss. The cool thing is, is God is able to use that for an ultimate good, which he did here. So Paul goes on to say, I urge you now to keep up your courage, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only the ship. For last night there stood by me an angel of God, to whom I belong and to whom I worship, he said. And the angel said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before the emperor, and indeed God has granted safety to all those who were sailing with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will be done exactly as I have been told, but we will have to run aground on some island. So Paul, in the midst of his fear, was turning to God, and God showed up for him, as he does for us, as, as he did for you, Nyota, during your journey as well, many times. And he, he maintained that confidence in the midst of a shipwreck, in the midst of the storm, which tells me whenever we see that in, in scripture, 
that we have the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead living within us, as did Paul. So we have the ability to do the same thing. It's a matter of that emotional intelligent aspect in Christ of being able to give more authority to the word of God and what Jesus says in the midst of the storm versus our own phantom fears and anxieties. So Nyota, I'd like to just toss it over to you and just hear what was your shipwreck story um, where you really felt that, um, you know, those high winds and, and strong waves distract you from that courage, that ability to trust God, even in the midst of the fear. You know, um, being in the the military and not just being in the military, but already joining the military or any organization with who we already were, right? With our trauma, you know, we show up how we are. So unfortunately, fortunately, um, I was comfortable in the storm, you know, and I leaned on that storm, leaned on that chaos and leaned on those shipwrecks, shipwreck after shipwreck after shipwreck, because I knew that the shipwreck was going to come. And, and it's, you know, leaning on those shipwrecks, it's, well, you know, something terrible is going to happen. So you might as well just expect it and take comfort in it because it's going to come. And at some point I decided God decided for me that I was going to leave the military. And it scared me because I started to depend on the deployments. I started to depend on the toxic relationships, the toxic leadership, the toxic peership. You know, I, de- I depended on that because I knew it was going to come. Um, but then when I wanted, it was an assignment that I wanted to go to. I wanted to go to Augusta and, you know, spread my wings and be cybersecurity in a different way. I'm cybersecurity by training. I started out as a paralegal with the military, but um, I wanted to go to a specific assignment and the military told me no. I was like, no, I always get what I want, right? I always get to do what I want because mm-hmm. I have favor, right? When you have this favor, you know, favor isn't fair. Uh, I always say that I am God's favorite, but the thing is, you know, you're God's favorite too. So let, mm-hmm. let's be clear. <laughs> um, absolutely, absolutely. But I always got to do whatever I wanted, but this, I didn't get what I wanted. So I was like, I threw a tantrum or, or what I thought at the time was a tantrum. Um, and I was like, I'm fine. I'm going to retire. I'm going to, I'm going to leave the military and in leaving the military, what scared me wasn't leaving the military for what I was going to do. It was leaving this structure of chaos, leaving this structure of you're going to go fight, you know, you're going to go support fights. You're going to go, you know, whatever, you know, the, the mission of the military. Um, and for me, the mission of the military was an act of service, right? It, it was a big deal for me to be a part of this system that what I believe was um, protect and defending the United States of America. So that's a huge deal. I'm a service girl, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, that's, absolutely. that's, that's, that's what yeah. I am. And thank you for your service. Oh, by thank the way. you. Thank you absolutely. for your support. Um, yep. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. 
but sometimes what we believe is service um, becomes a disservice sometimes mm. to ourselves mm. when we're not leaning into asking God first. Mm. Um, and I believe God just had to snatch me out of myself. Girl, get yourself together and come and serve for real. Mm. And, and what that looked like for me is actually giving myself permission to step out of that storm and really lean into what Paul is saying here is really leaning into what God has been telling me. Um, and leaning back, and I kind of call this um, a resiliency stack or a, a mental health strategy, right? And just really figuring out what that is for me to be able to fill my cup, you know, um, be able to hear from God, be able to get still. And really listen to that still, small voice that can be so loud when you're listening. But mm. what makes it so still is when you're not listening. And, um, and, mm. then, and that's actually where it all really started um, for me is, is once I left the, mil the military. Hmm. That's really powerful because oftentimes... Um, and I, I remember hearing this one statement a long time ago. It stuck with me when I am what I do, when I don't own mm. that. And um, many times our identity is hijacked by what we do. And so when what we do is taken away, right? Um, when the boat is shipwrecked mm -hmm. that we've been sailing on. And and another great thing to remember is, is the ships that we sail on are just taking us to where God ultimately mm. has us going. And that's that's into his presence. So life is like a ship and we're on the ship and it's sailing through life. And at times it gets shipwrecked, right? we got to build another boat and we keep on going. Um, but it's, it's taking us to our ultimate destination. Um, no one gets out of here alive, as my mom said, <laughs> you know, so, 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 so realizing that um, when, when you mentioned leaning into the storm, what does that look like? Uh, if there's a listener today that perhaps is going through a storm, what words do you have in terms of how do you up that resilience factor, right? That, that Paul had when he was in the midst of that storm on that, on that boat, he had resilience enough to be an inspiration, feed the people on the boat, which Paul did. And uh, basically reestablished their sense mm. of satisfaction by giving them food to eat, lightening the load of the ship. So metaphorically, what does that look like? Now, it it looks like acknowledging the storm first, mm. right? Um, and really being grateful for the storm. Mm. But then when it comes to that being able to stand up in what God has for you and what God has already given you, and like noticing like it starts with waking up this morning and and in christianity that's like the first you know thank you god thank you for waking me up this morning mm -hmm. right because everyone didn't right mm -hmm. and just really being able to be grateful for those those simple things Right, that you have breath in your body, right? That I sometimes you can we can feel alone, 
right? But when you're really still and you're like, well, my mom is right here, you know, she's, she's flighty and she's crazy, (laughs) But (laughs) but she loves me, right? My friends are right here and I'm, I'm grateful for their support. Um, and when you can really focus on the granular things, right? Because they talk about how the the small foxes ruin the vine, right? Mm, mm. And when you can really focus on those small foxes, you know, waking up in the morning and having breath in your body and, you know, being able to move how you can move and serve how you can serve. Um, and sometimes we look at these huge missions of service, right? You know, people are like, oh, I don't, I don't have a podcast like Lauren, or, you know, I didn't serve in the military like Nyota. But when you call and check in on your friends, that's, that's an act of service. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that nurturing, you know, being able to lighten the load, not just for yourself, but being able to lighten the load for someone else is part of that service, part of that mission and part of that resiliency. Mm. Yeah. That's so powerful and and totally matches my quiet time with the Lord today. I was thinking about this chapter, uh, chapter 27, and how Paul was dealing with his own fears. And yet in the midst of the storm, one of the ways that, and this is what I hear you saying, is to to really focus on the service aspect, right? Mm-hmm. What's my give back project today? What can I do to lighten someone else's load? And as soon as Paul worked through with the angel, um, got that message, he passed it along to encourage the people on the boat right away. And just before daybreak, it says in, cha- in uh, verse 33, chapter 27, Paul urged all of them to take some food saying today is the 14th day mm-hmm. that you have been in suspense and remaining without food and have eaten nothing. Therefore, I urge you to take some food for it will help you survive for none of you will lose a hair from your head. After he said this, he took the bread, gave thanks to God in the presence of all, broke it and began to eat. Then all of them were encouraged and took food for themselves. So here's Paul in the midst of a storm. So my question to listeners, Nyota, um, just kind of thinking about this is in the midst of your storm, whatever it is, whether it's financial, physical, emotional, spiritual, whatever, wherever you are in your storm to, to follow Paul's lead on this Mm. as, as the boat needs to be a little bit lighter when the waves are really strong, what do you need to throw overboard of yourself? Your need to, your need to know the future, your need to uh, have assurance that uh, everything's going to be turning out. Okay. The need to know why things happen as they do the need to know how things are going to turn out. These are all weights that weigh your boat down. And so what do you need to throw overboard today to have a lighter ship so that the Lord can take you, sail you to your next destination that he's calling you to go. And in the midst of that follow Paul's lead as well to, to be a, a conduit for good in the midst of your own suffering. Let me toss that over to you, Nyota, and because you've you've experienced those dark night of the soul experiences, right? Where God meets you and share how how having that heart of service results in resiliency. How are they connected? How how are having a heart of service for people around you and living in that gratitude, right? 
And then asking, what's my give back project today? As Mother Teresa says, we can do no great things, only small things with great love. Mm-hmm. You know, what does that look like? One of the things, as you're talking about what are we going to throw overboard, one of the things that we get, and, and when I'm talking to you, I'm talking to me, <laughs> we, oh, get, we get caught up in having to know everything. Oh, the more information, the more, the more. And so one of the things that I did for me is I stopped watching the news. Mm, That's a good Um, one. Yep. Because they thrive on our fear. Mm -hmm. It thrives on our curiosity, Mm -hmm. right? Because as people were curious and we want to know and we do want to help and we do want to show up the best way we can. Mm -hmm. But the news has a way of, like you say, hijacking Mm. that and turning it into something heavy Mm. and turning it into something that isn't um, meaningful and it isn't an act of service. It becomes a burden in Mm -hmm. the worst way, not a, not a, a happy burden or, you know, helping us lighten someone else's load or even lighten our load. So um, I would invite you to um, cut back on your, on your news intake um, because I agree. And um, social media, you know, and social media has its place. It can be very helpful, um, but you get to curate that experience for yourself. Mm. Um, And, and who's in your newsfeed? And and who are you connecting with, and who are you listening to, and and that part is um very important because it also turns back around and how we um how resiliency looks for us, yeah. and and we become not as resilient as we we can be um and should be, um so one way we people tend to look at resiliency and it's, it's starting and it started to get um, a bad rap because people think what it means to be resilient is that you can take punches in the face and then now you can also take kicks in the good. Well, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> mm-hmm. that isn't what it means to be resilient. Being resilient is being able to take said punches in the face but then you learn to dodge the guts and the gut kicks, right? Yeah. Yep. So you learn the skill set to avoid the, the next attack. Yes. Mm. Because being resilient is a skill that we get to build. It, it's actually quite technical, right? It's not only, you know, being able to be physically tough and physically strong, being able to run faster, jump higher, that's not the only thing what it means to be resilient. You know, it feeds into that emotional intelligence. It feeds into that social intelligence and some of that physical intelligence and also spiritual intelligence. Mm. And really being able to stack that, I call it a resiliency stack, and being able to really lean into it being a personalized experience. My resiliency stack isn't going to look like um, Lauren's resiliency stack. You know, your resiliency stack isn't going to look like Ted's resiliency stack or Gail's or Greg's or Bob's. Mm -hmm. So part of that is really getting still and say, okay, God, you know me better than I know me. You know, every hair on my head, you know, all of it. So 
how do I lean into the strength of your word, the love of your word, the love that you have for me? And how do I de-scope from my, my project of resilience the things that I don't need, the things that I shouldn't feed into? And it all starts with you asking God. He He knows us better than we know ourselves. Mm. I, I'm interested about your your statement of the resiliency stack, mm-hmm. right? Because we can see a small version of that in chapter 27. In spite of the storm around Paul, he's doing a resiliency stack that is kind of like, kind of like situational coaching, right? It's like he's here in the moment. He realizes the situation. They didn't listen to him. He kind of does a re-examination of his consciousness and then moves forward, goes right to the source. And that's kind of a coaching question for listeners. Who do you go to mm-hmm. when when your boat is under attack, when, mm. you, when you do see the, the waves? Because part of resiliency is, is knowing your support system, as you mentioned. You better um, preach. You better preach more. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and so your resiliency, like the, the stack that you're referring to, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the different components. Tell us a little bit more about that. Like as a listener that's listening in and is and is curious about, well, how do I create a resiliency stack? Like what are some steps that I can take in order to get real clear? Because clarity of focus leads to accuracy of response in order to start building my resiliency stack. Like what would you say to that? Yeah, um, I would start out with like, like I'm talking about that time that you spend with God and everyone doesn't have the skill right off. You know, people think that it it's this, you know, all day of praying and fasting and crying and, you know, they're being in their own garden of Gethsemane. No, it starts with when you wake up in the morning, you sit up on the side of your bed and you take a breath. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that skill starts with being able to take more breaths, right? And then as you're in that, and then you're thinking, you know, who do I get to reach out to? So it's, it's the time alone. And then it's also, who are you spending time with outside of God? Who, who are your people? You know, they say we are the outcomes of the, the five people that we spend time with. Mm. Right. So if those people are mean or like, like, are we really in 2022, 2023, like being mean girls and and mean boys? Mm. Like, is that is that what we're doing? Mm. You know, you get to really reach out and to say, what how does this express in kindness? And what how does this express in being able to, you know, small things like holding the door for someone that comes behind you, mm-hmm. like those things, like not losing our manners, you know, saying please and thank you. And I'm saying losing our manners. It could be rediscovering our manners. Right. Mm-hmm. Please. And thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot there. Um, it also looks like as I do talk about our physical health, you know, it's not just walking miles and miles every day. It starts with, are you drinking water? Mm. You know, and, and, you know, we talk about water and how it's, how important it is in spirituality and feeding, you know, and food as Paul talks about here, you know, as we're talking about going without this food, going without this water, you know, but being a lot more intentional in that actual intake of food, the actual intake of water and being a lot more intentional there. Mm. 
No. It's amazing. It's amazing this because I love neuroscience and it's amazing the mm-hmm. study of of um, the neuroplasticity of the brain mm-hmm. simply in the practice of presence, of yes. being acutely present. Um, there, there's actually an exercise in neurolinguistic programming where you sit in a chair and you close your eyes and you simply focus on the set that one of your five senses, like hearing, mm-hmm. and you just focus on hearing just for a minute and see what happens, what you notice to be different. And then you shift to your eyes, you plug your ears and you just focus on your ability to see what do you notice to be different, but it's amazing what we pick up. And, 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 and this is not even to say this is in the secular world, bringing in the power of the Holy spirit within us. Yes. God, because this is talked about quite a bit. It's talked about in the book of acts, it's talked about in the gospels that, that uh, quote from Isaiah, though they have eyes, they cannot see ears that they cannot hear their hearts have been hardened or they would turn and I would heal them. Mm. And so this is, we're living in a society where the noise is so loud that we can't hear we can't see our hearts to become hardened to be able to even begin the process of developing re- resilience with the power of the Holy Spirit within us. You mentioned a very powerful, uh, simple practice. And I often say that random acts of kindness done by the grace of God and the promptings mm. of God go viral in the heavenly realms. And kindness has converted more people than zeal, science, or eloquence. Mm. And that quote is from Mother Teresa. Kindness has converted more people than zeal, science, or eloquence. And yet it's a lost art. Yeah. And so resilience is, I would think, one of the foundational parts. And, and I'm just going from what you've said. What I hear you saying is that kindness plays a huge role in this. Kindness in our manners, kindness in our communication, our intonation. Right. Which is, which is about 38% of our effective communication is our intonation, how we deliver the words that God's put on our heart, our facial expressions, our body language. Resilience is is such an essential part of, of our sense of survival. Um, I'd like to bring in a little bit of your personal experience here simply because I'm curious. So for Mm -hmm. selfish reasons, um, going, you know, my background is in martial arts and I did some crazy training for the, for the black belts and all that kind of stuff. Uh But I got to tell you, sister and friend, it doesn't compare to what I hear about, uh, the kind of training in the army. How did you, how did you build resist resilience, with the type of training, and do you have like a case study where you felt like there's no way I can do this? And then the strength of God within you allowed you to get on the other side of it. You know, what's interesting about the military, it's not the physical part that gets you, right? Our bodies are made to move. Our bodies are made to run and, you know, squat and you know, reach up and, you know, all of those jump. Um, our bodies are made to do that. But the, what I find for me, the, the hardest part was the mind games that come um, with the military. Um, in the military, you have to be a certain kind of way. You have to be able to react. When they say jump, it's not about And this is what they teach you in basic training. So to start there, it's not about, oh, drill sergeant, 
oh, you know, commander, how high do you want me to jump? Because that's not, that's not the goal. When they when they say jump, you just start jumping. Wow. It's not, you just, you're jumping. <laughs> it's not, you know, all these questions and all this, you know, curiosity. No, the training <laughs> is about responding right uh-huh. and, and there's so much there you know you know yeah th- th- there's so much there but that's also was was and sometimes still is the hard part for me um even when it comes to my relationship with god right mm-hmm. but my hardest part is when i i'd been on deployments to um afghanistan i'd been to korea but when it was time for me to go to iraq it wasn't even the deployment to Iraq. It was the unit that I was a part of. Um, the unit was in Hawaii. I was excited. It's beautiful. Oh, it's Hawaii. When I tell you out of my 22 years of military service, it was my worst duty assignment. Um, like I was ready to get in. I get out right then. Like I can understand in that place, I could understand why people um, consider suicide. You know, it was just a terrible unit. And what made that unit terrible for me was the leadership um, or yes. lack of, mm, lack yes. of. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so when that leader is not leading from a place of uh, joy or true concern um, from kindness. ego <laughs> or kindness, um, curiosity or really following a mission of service like all of these things um it just really made it um a terrible place to to be stationed Mm -hmm. and then to leave from the united states and then go to iraq and it's really important who you have around you so when that leader is toxic he creates little mini toxic leaders. Wow. That's powerful. And as you're, as I'm fighting to overcome, um, and, I, and, and it makes me question, what did I do? Hmm. Every other place I'd ever been stationed, people love me. Well, let me say it like this. They didn't love me. They love the God in me. Hmm. They love the kindness in me. They love the joy in me. But when I got to this unit, there oh my god like i was the anti-joy because i was questioning and wondering what did i do questioning my relationship with god how did i get here and in that space i probably looked 40 years older than myself um because i just was i was broken Mm. And I'm looking, you know, for any place to find healing. And and instead of reaching up and reaching out to God, I just turned inwardly in the worst way. Hmm. And so even to the point where it was hard to hear God's voice. And that is one of the reasons in that lack of hearing God's voice, you know, to say, you know, that's when you're being tested and but I didn't, I didn't receive it that way. I received it as I did something wrong. Um, and that's why 
in where I am now, I'm so grateful for that time. Mm. Because in my maturity and in my quiet time, like now I know how to properly use that quiet time. I know how to wield that quiet time as a as a sword, as a weapon um, for God's healing, for mm-hmm. resilience, for um, peace. You know, now I look forward to that time, even when God isn't speaking to me, because now it's like, well, why should I keep telling you stuff? Mm-hmm. Because I already told you what to do and what not to do. Why do you keep asking me for new information when I already told you to lean into me, lean into my word, lean into my kindness, lean into my grace, lean into the fruits of the spirit that you already have, lean into the blessing that you already are. Hmm. Child, when I got that, you know, I look forward to that time. Hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm not, oh, I'm like, oh, shoot, oh, shoot, God is quiet. Hmm. Okay, 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 what did, what did he tell me to do? He told me to reach out to this person that I had a grudge against. And I'm like, ah, wait, are you sure? God, God, God is that what you said? Yeah, you know, that's what I said. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're like, I don't like that. I'm gonna I don't. go, I'm gonna go hang out in the belly of a whale. Belly of a whale. So, you know, when I get and and what comes on the other side of obedience. Mm, thank you for saying that. Yep. Child, what comes on the other side of the structure that God puts in place for us? Freedom happens inside of structure. Mm. Amen. Absolutely. Freedom happens inside of structure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It does. So, and I'd been failing there. I'd have been yeah. failing there. Yeah. That is a powerful statement. I'm actually writing that down. Freedom happens inside of structure. Yeah. Um, that obedience piece is huge. Yeah. Um, I just started reading the book of Romans and truly the, the book of Romans, uh, to sum it up, it's it's really an invitation uh, to become free from being an addict, and mm. we're all addicts, yeah. and uh, whether it's an addict to something physical, or whether uh, you know it's an addict to our need to be right, liked, understood, uh, esteemed, whatever it is, we all have our muse when it comes to being addicts, and really the the worst kind, as Paul talks about in himself in chapter seven of Romans, is the the kind where um, you get we get hijacked by evil, right? I know what I want to do, mm. but I can't do what I want to do. I <laughs> keep doing what I don't want to do. Well, who will save me? Thanks be to God, Jesus Christ. We all have our idols, and the biggest idol is ourselves. And to step away from from worshiping the creature versus the creator is a huge invitation today for all of us. And uh, what you're saying in terms of that freedom that Christ died to give us is very, very powerful. I remember in the first book that God wrote through me, hearing his whisper, the subtitles called With Every Storm Jesus Comes To. And 
that storm that you were describing, you know, going to Hawaii mm. and, um, you know, going through that dark night inside of you, right. Of trying to figure things out. Um, how did Jesus show up specifically for you with that? Because with every storm Jesus comes to, so if you could just kind of sum that up for listeners in terms of this is what Jesus, this, I was, I was a student of Jesus mm -hmm. and this is what he taught me in, in the eye of that storm that has led to my own resilience. What comes up for you? And I'm laughing because, you know, my, my, my commander was so awful. The truth of the matter is I didn't want to be led. Ah, wow. That's powerful. <laughs> that's powerful. <laughs> and you know, been there myself, just right. <laughs> and that's why I many times. Like, oh, oh gosh, I guess we're going to get to the other side, huh? And and yeah. the truth of it is, I didn't want to be led. Mm, that's and, a good one. You know, the the Bible is clear about leadership, and and how God ordains. You know, no one God doesn't say it. Oh, you're going to love your leaders. Mm -hmm. No, you get led. <laughs> so, and and you know, I heard a I heard a young man say, and I was like, really, guys, that what we doing? Condemn it because it was just this morning. I was like, God, you you on it today? Um, because the truth of the matter, God is on it every day. But today, he's on it every day. <laughs> I totally get it. I totally get it. Yep. He said. You know, one of my things I would always say was like, Lord, thank you for open doors and thank you for closed doors. Mm. And the thing is, God's like, first of all, let's be clear. God is not opening or closing doors for me. God is opening doors for him. Mm. Amen. Oh, and the reason why we're at the table is because God needed a seat at the table. Mm. And when I tell you that hit me like a ton of bricks, mm. because it's so easy to have this slyness of somehow it's about me. Mm. Somehow those fruits of the spirit, I thought they were mine. I thought those gifts were for Nyota. Yeah. But those gifts are for God's glory. Amen. You know, that's a powerful shift right there. I was talk like, about, talk about stacking up resilience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was it's, like, it's, I received that. I received that. I yeah. received that too, sister. That that's that is really, really powerful. And that comes that it, it's not about us, right? Mm -hmm. The mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. The mind controlled by our flesh, our need to be number one and right, and and the one who's receiving stuff for ourselves is anxiety yes. and stress. And yeah. humility is not thinking less of ourselves, but thinking of ourselves less. And that's that's a job for Jesus, as I'll often say. Help me to think of myself less today than yesterday. Yeah, because that anxiety comes from trying to put things in our own strength mm. and put things in our own power. Mm. And so now we're skipping, you know, above and skipping ahead instead of really being still and listening to what God has for us and being in this moment, mm. right? moments more moments more moments of breathing and god speaks to us in these moments of being present moments of being mindful and moments of connecting with him in every moment <laughs> mm, that, and that leads to that wakefulness uh, yes of the holy spirit within us 
for discernment. Yeah. And knowing that depression that we're carrying is because you're living from yesterday. Mm. We can't change any of those yesterdays and we can't really change our tomorrows. Mm. All we really have is right now. Mm. And how are we connecting with God or allowing God to connect with us? Amen. Amen. That is, that is so true. And to, and to kind of look at ourselves as um, truly uh, Galatians 5.1, which is one of our foundational verses at Edge got in, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand mm. firm and don't allow yourself to be burdened by the yoke of slavery. Mm. Yoke of slavery to ourselves. That's kind of getting back to the whole theme of the, the book of Romans. It's all about getting over our addictions, being addicted to yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's then like that powerful shift you mentioned, Nyota. I love that you said that, that I had a hard time being led. <laughs> and so I I've had that realization myself, you know, why didn't this person do that? And this, and I'm asking you to submit and trust yeah. and be faithful. That's the lesson here. The lesson yeah. isn't promotion as mother Teresa says, God, God didn't put me here to be successful. He put me mm-hmm. here to be faithful. Mm. So it's, it's about being faithful. So help me to pass today's earth school class, dear God, in this area of resilience so that I can create a stack that glorifies you. Yes. And that's, that's really what it's all about is, is creating a stack and, and that trust. Um, I, I recently read another quote by mother Teresa. I have this little book and I hadn't read it in a while. So I've been picking it up and reading the quotes from mother Teresa as she served the poorest of poor in the world. But one of the things she said is we, we must never get into the habit of being preoccupied with the future. Mm. There is no reason to do so. God is there. Mm. God is there. And that's really um, when we're, when we're moving from our own efforts, worshiping the creature versus the creator, that's when that anxiety kicks in and we become preoccupied with the future and therefore miss out on the present moment, which God is the great I am. And that's where our resilience is built as you're, as you're saying. So yeah. we're, we're at the end of our, our time today. I'd love to have you back on again in the future. I've just really enjoyed this conversation and perhaps listeners, you have too, and grab something in the area of resilience. Coaching question for listeners today. What would you say a good coaching question for listeners today would be? Um. You know, I didn't talk about this, but what are you expecting from God? Hmm. Sometimes we don't have any expectations, you know, that he will do what he said he's going to do. Hmm. That God is going to be who God is. And what are you expecting from God? Are you expecting him to be a God of love, a God of kindness, a God of resilience? Or are you expecting him to be this frightful, mean God instead of this God that loves us, this God of abundance, Hmm. this God of healing, this God of nurturing? What are you expecting from God? Hmm. Absolutely. That's a beautiful invitation. Thank you so much for joining us today, Nyota. I've truly, truly enjoyed your the insights from your life experience. And there's so, so many more conversations and ways um, we can flesh this out. So I, I would love to have you on again uh, in the future if, if you, you have some time to join us. That would be uh, 
incredible. So thank you so much. And um, I'd like you to just share with listeners uh, where people can find out more information about you and what God's called you to do now. Yeah, um, thank you, Lauren. And I always have time for you. Thank um, you. Thank so, you. Um, so like I'm an IOTA coordinate, you know, I'm a resiliency coach, an adaptability coach. Um, and you can find me at transition365.com or you can find me on LinkedIn. Like I'm easy to get at, like Nyota Gordon, N-Y-O-T-A Gordon. And I'm really looking to have this this conversations around resilience and how wellness and cybersecurity and resilience all intersect. And really doing that from the perspective of like, this is my ministry, mm-hmm. you know, this it's this isn't me like who's chasing resilience like where that that's not fun (laughs) or sexy and I just you know really believe that this is the mission that God has for me I am on an assignment Mm. um, and I'd love for you all to join me Mm. thank you so much I appreciate that and Listeners, please explore more about her journey and, and her offering that God is, is doing a good work in her life as well. Nyota, please close us in prayer and then and then we'll uh, get on to being present to what God is calling us to do next. Certainly. Dear most heavenly and gracious Father, Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We just thank you for your son, Jesus, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for building this community where we hear your work and we aren't just hearers, but doers of your word, Lord. Lord, we lean into the relationship and the love and the kindness that you have for us, Lord, that we be an expression of the fruits of the spirit, Lord, and that we be an expression of the love that we have for each other, through your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for Lauren. Thank you for this message. And thank you for her being not just a hearer, but a doer and building this amazing community that points right back to you. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, sister. Go give them heaven out there. Hey, there's enough of of the dark side going on. Loved your suggestion, by the way. So listeners, uh, what do you want to do with the information you learned today? Don't just leave it here and go back to just living life. Ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want to take today? And what is your action step forward going to be? What will you commit to as a result of hearing this message today? You can explore more at edgeguidein.com and emotional intelligence in Christ. Dot com as well. Enjoy your gift of life. And this is the week of Thanksgiving. So what are you grateful for today? You can't be depressed and grateful at the mm-hmm. same time. Take some time to seriously lean into the gratitude for warm water, for a shower, for food, for a house, for clothing, and then ask how the Holy Spirit can use you to give back to someone in need. Enjoy your gift of life. And I look forward to our next podcast together. <music>